Hey everyone, Charles here. And first of all, thank you for stopping by my podcast. If this show inspires you, makes you think, or gives you that courage to jump into action, please help by donating to this show. Click the link in the description and donate. Your donation helps us with production and finding great guests moving forward. Thank you and enjoy. You know you should be doing something different, right? Hey, I'm talking to you. Do you believe that you have the gift for greatness or have a special talent, but don't have the courage to take that next step? Always wondering how others made it look so easy? Well, welcome to Jump, the show that will bring you special guests just like you and me. How did they get the courage to jump into greatness? Doing what they love and living the good life. So get ready to jump with your host, Charles Matthews, Jr., Hey, yes, yes. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to the Jump Podcast. Now, hey, just to let you know, when I say jump, I don't mean jump up and down. I mean, jump into greatness. What is your greatness? Success is waiting for you. So what are you worried about? Jump into action. I know sometimes you're stuck in a rut. You don't know how to grow. You don't know how to expand and growth and knowledge. Don't worry. I got somebody there for you. Please welcome my special guest today. Let's make some noise. Hi, Charles. I'm so happy to see you. Hey, it's great to have you on the show. Like, I've been looking through your bio. I've been thinking, you know, sometimes I like to read my guest's bio and just dive in and think about growth and think about myself. I'm like, hmm, am I growing? Am I stuck in a rut? Am I got the roots in the ground, but nothing's bearing, nothing's happening? We're going to talk about that in a second, but let's get to know you a little bit more. Born and raised, where are you from? I'm originally from Germany, from Bavaria, Lederhosen, Dirndl, and all. <laughs> so the question is, the little girl in you growing up, would you see yourself? What was the dream? Uh, definitely not in Germany. Uh, I think the the first time I touched entrepreneurship is when I was, um, when these posters were really happening and everybody had these like really cool wall posters and I just couldn't afford them. So I figured out that the best way to get these posters without paying for them is to be the distributor and not. So, you know, if I was ordering a certain amount, I'd get a certain amount. And then I found that ever so often that the company would make a mistake and send me a couple extra ones. And then (laughs) I would make a profit. Gotcha. Gotcha. So you learned as you as you as you went. Yes. what What was the big entrepreneur move that you did in your life? Uh, the big entrepreneur move in my life was really being laid off and uh, having to figure out with a six-month-old child after a massive earthquake, uh, fires, floods, riots, and then you know this massive earthquake here in Los Angeles, being now in the middle of a recession with big inflation, how to be an entrepreneur and survive. Wow. <laughs> Can you make it any easier for yourself? Nope. No, no, no. I mean, it, it wasn't even like I jumped in the deep end. Let, let's just try an ice bath. Yes, yes. So everybody, everybody, I always ask this question because I want to put it the right way. We have our friends, but then we have our naysayers. Did you have any naysayers saying, oh, why are you going to do that? Why don't you just go for a nine to five? Why don't you do this? Did any, was there any naysayers in your, in your, in your group? You know, I think that's really an interesting question in my world because I think people know that I'm generally unemployable. So nobody really recommended me to take a a nine to five job, Charles. 
I'm going to bust that bubble right away. Everybody looked at me and like, yeah, you kind of need to figure that one out. <laughs> interesting. Very interesting. So you know that what your skills are, you know, you got to be your own boss. You know what you got to do. Why did you move into this direction? Well, I mean, my original degree is photography, and I found out very quickly that I am much better at the business behind photography versus actually being a creative. I love being creative and I paint when I have time and I really like the creative process. However, I wasn't as good as I thought I was or wanted to be. So Mm -hmm. I then realized that creatives need people that manage the business side of things. And that is how I got into business really is by representing photographers, doing photography, still photography production. And I, from there on, you know, my business was born. That's what I did. So it's sort of like a give and take. You try something, you you switch, you move on, and then you, you keep going from there. Yes and no. So the, you know, because I have a photography degree from the Institute of Photo Design in Munich, And I was a photo editor at Elle magazine very early on in my career. I was 23. I was running the photo department at Elle. And I quit that and immigrated to to the United States because I felt that there was really nowhere else to go after that. Mm. And I wanted to make sure that I was, you know, doing something that I was passionate about. I mean, it wouldn't even occur to me to think about doing something that I don't like to do. I mean, that, that the concept to me is completely foreign. And so it became just a natural thing when I applied for jobs here in the United States, which I I did get a job as an artist representative. And then from there on, after I was laid off, I just took over that business and ran it on my own. Beautiful, beautiful. So then it's steps. People always say take baby steps. Do you take baby steps or do you jump and leap? You know, this idea about baby steps is a really interesting concept. So... And it's the opposite of a quantum leap. So if we think about it from this perspective of what is your ideal outcome, right? So we're talking about growth. So I'm known as the growth architect. And I have a system called the five-star success blueprint, which is a growth system, you know, on how we build businesses. So there are a number of steps you have to take, tactics of a particular strategy. You have multiple strategies. But all of that together, these strategies need to be part of an overall plan. Then you have what we do call an optimal alignment of these pieces that enables you to a quantum leap. Because the objective for us isn't incremental growth. The objective for us is a quantum leap. Because why wanting to grow 10% a year if you could double and triple your numbers? So why don't we do that? That makes a lot of sense. So everybody says, oh, you know, I did this next year. I'm going to try this. And next year I'm going to try this. And you're like, why every year do you, why don't you just go for the gusto all at once? Why are, why are people afraid to go for the gusto all at once? Yeah. You, because I think that, that, that is what you just said earlier, Charles, about the naysayers where they say, you got to be careful. uh, Don't put all your money in there. uh, You know, keep a reserve. There is this perpetual idea in our society and, you know, amongst our parents. Mm-hmm. I, I always say the older you get, the bigger the bucket with shit that goes wrong is, right? So when you're little, 
and you grow up, the bucket of shit that went wrong is relatively small. And the longer you do it, the more stuff really goes wrong. So you got this huge bucket. And so you keep looking at the bucket okay, ever so often and say, man, there's a lot of stuff in my life that went wrong. I really kind of can't afford to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. And so instead of learning from the experience and then adjusting your vision to go in a different direction or to try something different, you keep trying to do the same thing, but now a little bit more careful. So that's really not a strategy. When something doesn't go right, it's um, think about it like this. You, you have the GPS in the car and you're driving with your car. And then you realize that you probably should have updated the GPS because suddenly you're in a cul-de-sac. There's big construction. They're building a bridge. You can't go through that. You would never get out of the car, throw yourself on the ground, go like, I can't believe they're doing this to me. This is just unbelievable. Look at that. These people. You just go and like, ah, construction, huh? Better updating my GPS. You get back in the car, you turn around, you find another way. And you learn from that. And you just don't need to go that way anymore. But for some reason, entrepreneurship, Charles, so many times we have people that are then going like, it's unfair. I can't believe they, whoever they are, are doing that to me. It's the government. It's too many taxes. It's the recession. It's the inflation. It's Trump. It's Biden. It's Putin. It is. And it's just like, it's just a bunch of excuses. So hold on. I got a question for you then. Because you said something that's very interesting. You said the bucket. The bucket is there. We keep looking in it. We see a whole bunch of crap in it. Then why don't we take the bucket and dump it and start over? Why do we keep adding to the bucket and looking into the bucket? We know it's nasty. We know it's there. Just dump it and start all over. Why not? You know, I, I like your I like your logical conclusion. You know, and and to give somebody another example is I I've, I've been doing a lot. I do a lot of mindset work. And so there, I was in this event that uh, David Nagel, who is my mindset trainer, facilitated. And he says, well, so so here you are, you know, you're sailing along in your boat and then you realize you kind of got an anchor. And so you keep looking at it and go like, man, that anchor, boy. boy. So, so what are you going to do? So you now learn diving. You go in the water. You look at the anchor. You see where it is stuck. Or, or shall, shall we just give you a knife and cut the anchor and just mm-hmm. sail along and get another one? And so yeah. people just have this concept, I think, which a lot of our upbringing is, is responsible for, we must prove our value by doing the impossible. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Stop. Are you ready to maximize the impact of your podcast interviews and elevate your brand like never before? Stop wasting time on interviews that don't reach their full potential. With our cutting-edge AI technology, you can transform your content into captivating marketing materials in just seconds. Don't wait for hosts to promote your work. Take control of your brand's narrative today. Click the link below and unlock the full potential of your interviews. Say hello to Proactive Marketing Mastery and watch your brand soar with Cast Magic. Okay, I, I'm loving the way this is going. What is value? Because value to me is might be different than value to you. Rich to me is different rich to you. Someone says, oh, I'm not rich yet. I'm like, well, you have a house? Yes. You have a family? Yes. Kids, marriage, this? Yes, yes, yes. Well, that's kind of a rich t- to me, like depending on what you consider as riches. What is value? What does people can think of value? 
I think that the value is what we give value to. So you're absolutely correct. And that is where we start in growth architecture. That's the first thing you need to figure out. There is no nobody out there that forces you to be in a particular business, to work a certain amount of hours, to do things a certain way. You can actually design this so that it works for you. Now, what is often misunderstood in the four-hour idea is the four hours come after the messy middle. The messy middle is what, 40, 60, 80 hours, because you got to figure out how to get to the four. Mm-hmm. So it's the, the four is the end result. The four is not the path. And I think that, that you know, if I were to talk to Tim Ferriss about this, I would say you really didn't do it. You really did a disservice to people for not explaining them that there is really that messy middle that you have to fight through to get out on the other side. So value, to get back to that, value is what you deem to be valuable. And I I once spoke to Jack Canfield and Jack Canfield said, what makes him feel rich is to have a thousand dollars in his pocket in cash so that every time, you know, he he puts his hand in his pocket, he feels that there's a thousand dollars and the man has way more than a thousand dollars. Yeah, but... (laughs) That is what makes him feel rich. So you have to learn how to deal with what works for you. Yeah, I love that. Just just ha- just knowing that. Hey, I got a thousand dollars. Just putting yeah, in your right there in my pocket. Boom. Yeah, hey, you walk by a store. I can buy that. I got a thousand dollars in my pocket. You just it's just a mindset of like I can get that. Love it. Yeah. All right, it's time to have some fun. Let's go. It's time for rapid fire. We're going to have some fun with you and get to know you a little bit more. It's rapid fire. I put two minutes on the clock. You're going to choose your own questions, A, B, C, or D. And then you can answer the questions. You can elaborate if you want to. Remember, you got two minutes on the clock and you got to get through all the questions in two minutes. Are you ready? I am ready. All right. Give me A, B, C, or D. Uh, Let's do B. B. (laughs) All right. Clock starts now. What advice would you give someone going into an industry like yourself? Uh, You are going to have to uh, start with your unapologetic value proposition. You figure out what makes you different. You learn from industry experts. You figure out what the different models are. In my industry, there's a speaking model, a podcast guesting hosting model. There is a... uh, industry expert model there is you know and you have to pick the vehicles that are going to be working for you to get to build your authority so okay. uh, what draft- scares you okay good uh what scares me um that i still feel like i need to prove my value and i'm still not over that okay cats or dogs uh i like both <laughs> what would you do to change about yourself uh, probably hold myself even more accountable and uh, and push myself harder through some of the stuff I don't want to deal with. And what is something you don't like doing? Uh, dealing with my mother. <laughs> what is something you like doing? <laughs> I like uh, I like uh, exploring new things. You know, and I love skiing. What is your hobby? Skiing. All right. What do you love doing the most? (laughs) What do I love doing the most is probably helping people to crack that code and um, be successful and then see them as they are 
succeeding in their lives and help more people because my impact is measured by how much impact I help others make. All right, 10 seconds left. When were you first in love? When I was 12. There you go. You made it with eight seconds left. There you go. (laughs) We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Don't go nowhere. We're having a lot of fun. Let's go. CMJ Entertainment is a one-stop shop. CMJ Entertainment helps people do any type of events and it's a marketing tool as well. So we'll cover everything from start to finish. If it's a wedding, we'll make sure your wedding is over the top. And if it's an event, we make sure that everybody gets information at the end of the day. Give us a call at 416-414-8964 or online at cmjent.com. Hey, it's okay if you're driving or too busy to take notes. Charles has your parachute packed with all the info you need to jump into success. Check out the links section for all the tools you need to land safe. Now, let's keep falling with Charles and his special guest. Yes, we are back live. And there's something in rapid fire you said that's interesting to me that you still think, you know, proving yourself what's and, and, you know, always have to prove yourself. Why do we all think that even though we're on the top of the top, like sometimes I'm on top of my game and then I always say, oh, man, I could have done better. I should be next level. I should do. I'm like, I'm at the top of my game. So what's more to do? I I think that a lot of this just comes from the way we are really raised and brought up and this idea that you have to stay humble and that you have to always make sure that you give your best. And nobody ever tells you when you grow up that, you know, what you're able to do right now is good enough. And so you grow up and you look at 10 of your best friends, Charles. So then you have this friend who's got the best body. I mean, dude, you know, that he's like ripped. And then you think, I need to be that. Then you got a friend who reads every book and you go like, I should be reading as much as as, as John does. Then you look <laughs> at your friend and he can eat like a pig and he's an amazing cook and he's skinny. And you go like, I got to really learn how to cook like that. You know, I mean, Sean's really got it down. So what you do is you think that you are now the uh, incarnation of your 10 friends with their 10 best attributes. Yep. Never mind that John is a slob everywhere else, right? But <laughs> yeah. you pick that one thing and you go like, I got to be the best of everybody I know. Yeah. That's yeah. why. I, I agree with you because you're not matching them up with each other. John's a great cook, but he can't lift up a dumbbell. <laughs> no. he can't or, 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 or never get in the car with him because yeah. you will die. Uh-huh. <laughs> Totally agree. Totally agree. All right. So let's talk about all that stuff and the growth and how you can help out. Let's jump into your website. So talk about more. How do we get started? And what's the first thing we need to do to start growing, to start with you, to to gain that next level? Yeah. So the first thing that you do is we typically start with an uncovery session. And in the uncovery session, I'll take you through my diagnostic piece. And that is the five-star success blueprint. There are five five pieces on how we grow a business. That is your offer. That's your idea, your offer, your system, your team, and then you as a leader. So we have to look into which of the pieces you already have 
And then which of the pieces are missing or misaligned? Because when you grow a business, a lot of times, Charles, you you have you do things that you're comfortable with and that you like doing. And then you figure out, boom, you know, but now uh, I can't figure out this one piece. So that and only then that is what we're going to be looking into. There are three, um, and that was the um, pyramid you just saw. The three pieces on this here are, when you do the uncovery, there's, if we really slice and dice it down to the essence, there's three pieces you typically have an issue with. You either don't have an overall strategy and the sub strategies to help you to achieve that overall strategy. You don't have systems in place that help you to identify what your workflows are, what your lead generation system is, what your sales system is, your conversion system. So you need to be building those systems. And then the third piece is your authority. Authority is not celebrity status, but industry expertise. So once we've identified these pieces, we can figure out what is your priority and what we what do we need to align first to help you to get to more money and more success the fastest. I like how you said the celebrities and status. Separate them. Don't keep them as one because there are two different things. Yeah. I rather have you have ten thousand dollars and ten thousand likes. <laughs> Say it again for me, please. <laughs> I'd rather have you have $10,000 versus 10,000 likes. Oh, I, I, I hope everybody's listening to that. Because the other day I had another guest on and we're like, yeah, you know, we check our phone. We, we, we send out a tweet and then we eat one bite of our sandwich and we check up the phone to see how many people like that tweet. Was that the purpose of the tweet or was the tweet to get more business, to bring more business in, to let people know what we do? But we're looking to see how many likes and shares that we get on that one tweet. So I, I love what you well, said. We, we're right back here, Charles, at the proving your value, because that means that you said something smart and then people are clicking on it and they tell you how brilliant you are. And that makes you feel good for a nanosecond. You still haven't uh, been able to bring any money in, but now you feel feel good for a moment. It's this, you know, it's the dopamine rush. And so as a business owner, you have to be really strategic about what you do. I don't do Twitter much because I find it's it's so much noise and they're really, I mean, it used to be better, but right now it's just everybody airing their grievances. We We like LinkedIn right now. LinkedIn works. We like podcasting, which works right now. So we always looking at what the strategies that work and then we figure out how do we use that strategically for you to get business in? Because if you want to be liked, go home, deal with your partner and make that relationship work. <laughs> I like that too. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Hey, you know, when you really think about it, you're right. Hold on. Do I need outside likes or do I need my wife and my kids to like me and love me every time I walk through the door? Which like is the, is the, is the main factor here? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, like Mary from Ohio, God bless her heart, but she has really absolutely no relevance in your life. But your wife or your partner and your kids and your in, in your family, you know, yeah. they they do. You know, if you want them to last the longest, yes. then you need to be putting the most emphasis on that. <laughs> I love these points you're making. Do you want 10? I'm, I'm, I'm stealing them, by the way. I'm telling you that right now, okay? <laughs> <laughs> 
10,000 likes or $10,000 is number one. I love that one. And secondly, would you rather have the likes out in public or the loves, likes and loves at home? Come on. Loving those right now. All right. Let's talk about this book of yours because I'm seeing this book all over the place. I love I love the cover. I think it's the cover that's grabbing me to this book. And she's, she's just juggling all these things. Let's talk about this book. Yeah. So I wrote Happy Woman, Happy World because when I got out of my 10 years of adversity and I was able to sell my business to Bill Gates for millions of dollars, I realized that in this journey that there is a difference in how women and men operate, think, and work. And everybody who says otherwise is a liar. So <laughs> women <laughs> women just have a different different way to operate. We we think differently. We we are the child bearers. We do give birth to the kids. So I mean, you know, it it's 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 literally different. And we always guilty. And so I've taken these concepts of what I have learned in my career in competing with the big boys and making stuff happen and how to how to stand your own ground and put that in the book. So there are some things in there that I want to point out. So one is the concept of egorhythm, which is based up on that you have to figure out what rhythm in life you are in and make that your main focus. Just like what we talked about earlier, which I call the superhuman paradox that we are taking the best attributes of all of our friends. And then we think we have the reincarnation of the 10 best in one person. Then we are always unhappy. So that's described in the book. And the idea really is to say, you have to take control over your life first, and you have to get very clear and comfortable with who you are and what your abilities and limitations are and just own that, right? Because everybody else does too. And then when you have figured that out, then you look that what women do to other women, and you're just going to knock that off because you're going to just be now a supportive woman helping other women to succeed because this taking other women out, I, I won't have anything of it, which is why I call it the women's code. Once we've done that, then we can go out in the real world and then we can manage uh, looking for equality and equal treatment and equal payment because then we have a women's code that then gets connected to the men's code that then becomes the new business code. There you go. Okay. Now I showed you little things as she was speaking. You can get it on Amazon. You can get it right to the website. So here, there's the website. Jump on right there. Click the button, buy your copy. You want to ask some questions, send her an email. Say, Hey, Easy. I saw you there. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. All right. Let's talk about some quiz. Something's coming up. Let's talk about that. What's coming up? Yes. So we have decided that we are going to launch a quiz, which we are literally launching as we speak. It's the number one business growth blocker quiz. So one of the things that I always hear business owners say is like, you know, one year is good. The other one year is not so good. You know, I never seem to get out of this, this income sine wave. What is it? What do I need to fix? And then they wreck their brain. They go to a bunch of internet marketing gurus and then they're going to buy that course and that course and put all the money in. Then they get all confused because then they have to learn more and it's still not helping them, but it's working for others. Now they're getting frustrated. So I decided that we were going to do a quiz. And in this quiz, you will figure out what your number one business growth blocker is. And it's either going to be a system 
or a strategy or your authority, meaning your client attraction system, your lead generation system. And then you know which which direction you need to go. There comes there's a report that comes with it, and I uh, recorded uh, you know video so you can really listen to what that's all about. And then if you need help, you can go and uh, fill out an uncovery session, and I'll be more than happy to figure out if I can help you with um, removing some of these business growth blockers. And as we said, it's uh, you find it at growthblockerquiz.com, and uh, it's right there for you to figure out what your number one business growth blocker is. All right, all right. Let's have some more fun. Last one. Here we go. Now time for victory. It's now time for pick three. You're going to pick your own last three questions before we let you go off the show. You get to pick the question. So pick between one and 13. Give me three numbers between one and 13. 13. 13. Two more. Four. Four. Last one. Seven. All right. We start from the bottom all the way to the top. Here we go. What are three other podcasts that you can recommend for audio and why? Who, who, who do you listen to? I listen to David Nagel's The Successful Mind podcast. I listen to J.V. Crumb III, The Conscious Millionaire. And I listen to Cram Chunky. There you go. There you go. All right. I know everybody just started writing those down real quick. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right. Number four. What are some great resources you've helped you along your way? Uh, resources are definitely joining organizations and uh, getting on committees or boards of, of nonprofit organizations. So right now I'm um, on the Committee for Women in Technology Hollywood. Okay. So that gets you connected to other people. I was the programming chair for the National Association of women business owners. I mentor for the entrepreneur organization in the accelerator program. It just keeps you sharp to be around other entrepreneurs. Nice. Nice. And hope everybody heard that. Whoever you hang out with, you become. So you want to hang out with millionaires? You're going to be a millionaire. Hang out with people you want to grow to. So I love that. All right. Last one. What is one? I love this one. What is one myth about your industry that you want to squash right now? That it is not work, no work, that it is easy and that in, you know, you can be in your kitchen in an oversized sweater with a glass of Cabernet in the hand and you only work two hours a week and you made an extra $10,000 just, just while you, while you sip in the glass of wine. That is bullshit. No, oh, I, th I thought that that's not how it works. You, you're not just sitting there every day drinking your wine away, just having fun. No, I mean, you can do that, but that is after the work, right? So I, I feel that there's really a myth in my industry about mm -hmm. making it sound making it sound easy. And I don't think that people are served by that. Right. I, I believe in a much more honest approach. You know, I'm a strategist. I do business strategies and systems. A lot of people don't think that's very sexy. I think it's super sexy. And because it helps people to really get their brains organized and their work organized, and then we help them to get results. So- but it's much easier to go to somebody who says it's no work at all. But it is work because yeah. it is work. Like <laughs> you being here, you know, doing this show 
is work. You have to get up, you have to get prepared, you have to do your prep. That's work. I mean, the show may only be whatever, 30 minutes, Mm -hmm. but it takes you time to prepare that. So people forget that. So I believe that it is important for everybody who's listening to your show, Charles. And by the way, if you're listening, make sure you subscribe, make sure you give them a five-star review, make sure you share this with at least one other person who needs to hear this today so we help charles grow as well there so you go. <laughs> it is work be prepared for the work don't shy the work get the work done then step into leadership and then you can delegate see i know you, you're going to be a great guest i just knew it all right because here we go i'm going to just do the same thing i don't do this for everybody but like you named off all these great podcasts but you forgot one one great one Yours. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> so tell everybody when they can grab your show. Yeah. So my podcast is called the business growth architect show. And we uh, drop an episode about strategy every Monday. And the premise of the podcast is that we go right into the strategy. I have some of the, the some really big names in the industry that will teach you strategy after strategy after strategy. So you can decide which ones will work for you. All right, all right. Oh, marketing boss himself is on. You had some good, you had some great guests. We sure do. Yes. All right. So make sure you check that out. Make sure you check that out. You grab the link. And if you want to go to the website, it's right there. And you can jump on as well. All right. Listen, it's been an honor and a pleasure. This was a fun interview. I had a great time. Like I said, I got so many nuggets. I'm going to be keeping that and spreading the word on those nuggets. Because I thought those were fantastic. So thank you so much for taking the time and joining us today. Thank you so much for having me, Charles. It's been my pleasure. All right, everybody. Like I always say, you didn't have to watch, but I'm so glad that you did. Here, what are you growing? How are you growing? What strategies are you taking to grow? And like she said, we don't sit here and just snap our fingers and we're rich. There's work to be done. Put in the work. We'll see you later. Thanks for watching, everybody. It's come to an end, but the fun doesn't have to stop here. If you have any questions, suggestions, or feedback, head over right now to Twitter and Facebook and like, share, and get involved. Join us next time. Hey, hope you had a great time listening to the show. If you think I did a great job, please buy me a coffee. I still got a lot of work to do. We would love to hear from you, your feedback, so please click the link and leave us a review. You can help us grow by following us on all social media platforms and sharing this link. Once again, It's time for you to jump. Success is waiting.